the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Dave Graney. Yes, Professor Graney is just getting into position. He's going to be doing a bit of work on your record collection, a bit of antique roadshow work. That's always good. Uh, Warney, has he got a future in acting? And the Mistress of Disguise, what's her next move? It's all coming up uh, along with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Huber Stank. <laughs> of course, no bloody today, Richard. I can't believe it. It's all coming up on Get This, the show that's... Deliberately distorting the fact in order to create fear and hostility in the community, Mr. Speaker. That'd be Lenny Kravitz. This is Get This around the nation on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin. Good morning, everybody. It's the last one for the week. Richard Marsland is here pushing buttons. Good morning, Tony. Still waiting for Ed Cavalier to come back. I'm like a bad Ed. Now. I'm waiting for him to swing by. Is that who you are? Yeah. The (laughs) anti-Ed. Exactly. I'm the antithesis to Cavalier. Who was the first person you ever interviewed on radio? It was Mr. Dave Graney. Here he is. Give him a round. Hello, Dave. Hello. How are you going? Do you remember this interview? I do, yes. It was brilliant. It's the best interview I've ever done, Tony. <laughs> Is that right? That's sweet of you to say. <laughs> was it like school radio station? <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it was community radio PBAFM in Salisbury right. East in South Australia. Really? And, uh, yeah. Cool. yeah well, I, I used to do a uh, Australian music show and mm. my very first interview was with, uh, with, with Dave Graney. Yeah. Wow. And were you allowed to play Dave Graney's music on that show? Yeah, <laughs> played the entire album. <laughs> Sweet days. I've been negotiating with uh, management since you came last time, Dave. Mm, Still yeah. can't even play. Oh, well. Just too hip. And then, as if to rub it in, mm. in one state, oh. just before this show went to air, the last song they played was Final Countdown by oh. Europe. Oh, my God. How yeah. could, after that bloke's been using it for his magic act on Arrested Development, I mean, honestly, how could anyone still be playing that? <laughs> And then, but this is how much of a music expert Richard Marsland is. This is what he said to me, Dave. He's mm. gone, yeah, they should have played the follow-up single, Carrie. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Everyone remembers Carrie, don't they? <laughs> Carrie, this could be the last goodbye. Oh, Dave, do you remember the Europe story? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> we finally I, I, stumped I might, him. Yeah. But the music's a very rich area, Tony. A couple of years ago, Mick Jagger put out a solo album and they had a television film about his life. And oh, it's yeah. a really beguiling mm. glimpse into a, a really happy man's life. Mm. And he goes to visit uh, Lenny Kravitz, who you just played. In, in the movie. In the movie, uh, to record a song with him. And, and Lenny Kravitz has this amazing party in Miami or something where it's he has like a Playboy mansion type right. lounge room and then... Shh, this uh, Star Trek door opens into a studio and Mick Jagger's in there playing the piano idly and the piano is between a giant pair of women's legs. (laughs) The keyboard is, of course, in a sensitive area. That's uh, the promise of music. Is that what you've got uh, out of it? dazzles many a young man's mind. In their uh, pubescent years. Have you got something like that out at the Ponderosa where you do your recordings? <laughs> uh, I have a website and uh, com, and it has a glimpse into the Ponderosa compound. Actually, that's well worth a look. Mm. Right. That's great stuff. And But I must ask, uh, who was playing Mick Jagger in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was uh, paid for by Mick Jagger, produced by Mick Jagger and oh, so it was, edited by him. So it was a document. It wasn't like yep, a... No, it wasn't... Uh, well, the best uh, depiction of Mick Jagger I've seen is in a recent telly movie. I love telly movies about musicians, yeah, especially yeah. John and Yoko, a love story. <laughs> oh, that's, that's one a of beauty. The best. 
the John Denver story is really great for a winter's day inside, but a recent one was a, was the Linda McCartney story. Oh. And uh, Mick Jagger in that. He's a levitious kind of gay fop. Really? Uh, fellow in a bad wig kind of. Uh, well, there is an actor who looks exactly like Mick Jagger called Dexter Fletcher, who you'll often see popping up in things. He was in the Rachel Papers. Lock, stock and two smoking barrels? Yes, he was right. in that. Yeah, the chef guy. And no one's ever thought to cast him as, as Mick Jagger. The one you said, jo- John and Yoko, a love story. That's I think great. Mike Myers is in that. Oh. A young Mike Myers. The in top film. In some form. And what's the one where Paul McCartney and John <laughs> Lennon just, you know, it's just them in their flat and they just meet with each other, like, you know, mm. years after they're supposed to ha- hate each other and they just hook up and play Ludo and <laughs> hang out. Do you remember, have you seen that one? I've seen, in the Linda McCartney one, they have a very strange meeting later on before John's death. And right. Of course, Yoko and Linda are shadowy figures in the background. They're female halves. Right. Yeah. Is anyone playing the one-legged prostitute <laughs> that Paul McCartney later married? The, the film the film stops <laughs> at Linda's death. I see. Me. We don't want to go to the uh, no. Captain Hook yeah, years. Enough about... <laughs> Enough about other musicians. What are you up to, Dave? You on tour at the moment? You're just constantly touring about. I love to go around like a country singer, and I'm up in Sydney around the 21st of July. Myself and Claremore, we're playing at a venue called the Vanguard with our compadre Stephen Cummings. Yes, doing a a night of uh, old time weirdness at the Vanguard. (laughs) Wow! And we're going to a Bulleye and uh, Fairfield. Tasmania, Queensland, yeah, everywhere. Right. And uh, someone you've worked with over the years, Dave, mm-hmm. is in the is in the paper today, Ian Turpey. Oh, I great. I remember seeing you doing a fantastic duet with him, mm. I think, on Club Buggery years ago. We've been reunited for a TV show, Spicks and Specs. Oh, They're going to right. show in late August, yeah. That we share moustaches. I think <laughs> they wanted us as bookends. <laughs> <laughs> you once gave me the best piece of advice I've ever had in show business, but you attributed it to Ian Turpey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. Yeah. Costs nothing, Tony. <laughs> Any situation, no matter what it is. Smile uh, and wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it solves... Well, Turps is doing a bit of smiling and waving because he's he's involved in some sort of um, uh, blood alcohol reading incident. I, I don't want to no, go into oh, it. I don't want to soil the program. What newspaper is that from, Tony? I don't know. He's also been accused of something called terpy slapping. Oh. <laughs> but we won't go into that. Uh, Dave, do you want to stick around to a rubbish with us for yes, an hour? Yes, please. That's what we do. That's Hooberstank, if I were you, here at Get This on Triple M, with Dave Graney sitting in and uh, questioning the phraseology in that number, Dave. Well, it shares something with Blink-182's last uh, song that I heard, which is mm. produced by Robert Smith from The Cure. Yes. It's a strange uh, melange of Californian punk and uh, America's view of gothic. And they, <laughs> they produce uh, phrasing, like in that song... Saw the inside my head. <laughs> which I really like it on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and on uh, Angel when uh, Spike's girlfriend saying, Spikey, when we going to make love, Spikey? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that kind of phrasing. It makes people remember tunes like Jim Morrison from The Doors often sang in a Boston accent. Right. 
You know that it would be untrue. You know I'd be a liar <laughs> if I was to say to you. Kind of <laughs> makes you remember it in a funny way. But I'm just, I need to hear Dick Van Dyke doing the Huberstank song. Oh, now. yeah. Go blow me, Governor. That was a bears. I think we should have an all Cockney hour. <laughs> Let's do that on Monday. Can Come we on. arrange that, Nicky? Everyone has to talk Cockney for no reason. <laughs> Bring the moat around. <laughs> Uh, look, you've brought up TV there, Dave. When um, are you going to have Russ Noble back in for your dueling oh. Blakey's hour? <laughs> dueling Blakey's? Yeah. Did, was there three people in the audience who knew what we meant? Was <laughs> On the Buses was big in this country, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, if you're an On the Buses fan, any excuse? <laughs> you're away. But you've got to have dueling Blakey's. One yes. in the right speaker, one in the left. What about the Mistress of Disguise? Have you been uh, following her work? Who? Well, uh, Jodie Harris... Oh, yeah, that, she's a top-class crim. It's really, really good to have a, a decent crim in the front page for a change. We've been calling it... I see the, the Fairfax papers are agreeing with us, Mistress of Disguise. That's good, yeah. The Murdoch tabloids are sticking with Catch Me If You Can Bandit, which oh, yes, has I've, been done. Yes. Right? And I've now it's... On the radio, too. The Australian have gone their own way with the Contra Queen. I like that. Oh, con woman, I've heard. Because mm. I, I haven't heard that ever in my life before, a con woman. I just like Mistress of Disguise, though. Yeah. And anyway, she's um, got a number of uh, fake identities. Yeah. All of them like a few pastries by the looks, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Is she pregnant, Tony? She, oh, yes, that's right. Hey, cool. Good on you, Richard. <laughs> just, just to defend her a little bit. <laughs> Defending the honour of the Mistress of Disguise. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> Good on you. Okay, well, we're, we're looking forward to the telly movie of that anyway. Yeah, that'll be good, yeah. Uh, other things on TV. Uh, did you see um, James Packer taking a leak at the polo? Really? Apparently footage went out of him. Uh, Surely not on Channel 9. Well, he must be on a rival channel trying to discredit his opinion. As a, yeah. Well, as a result, he's decided that no one can film him at all. So oh, yes. Priests have been banned from the polo. Good, yes. But, you know, if you ran a TV network... You just pull over to the side of the road anywhere and just... Was that on the ABC? Can't they stop the ABC from showing derogatory images of a person? Oh, just call the board. They'll see you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Jones. Are you a fan of Alan Jones? You've seen the Jonestown controversy, Dave? I have heard of of that. I am not a fan of him. Uh, I... I don't. I'm not exposed to him very much. Living in Melbourne, mm. we don't know who Alan Jones or who's the other or John Laws are. Well, they're trying to now. The latest slur and implication is that uh, Alan might be gay. That's basically right. what you seem to be reading in all the papers. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. And have a look at this photograph. Judge for yourself. Uh, there he is in the Daily Telegraph, wearing pea green slacks and a lime green sweater. I like that. I'm not saying that that implies anything at all. (laughs) I think that's good. Two shades of green. (laughs) It's also slung suggestively over the shoulders. Like as if, is that, or is it a vest? No, I like that look. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's sort of like as if he's about to play tennis. Yeah. It doesn't say anything at all. Mm. (laughs) Very butch. Okay. That's the Jonestown controversy covered. (laughs) But what about... (laughs) That's uh, all we can say! (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Come on, Dave, out with it. <laughs> I, no, nothing. I I don't know anything about Alan Jones. Hey. I see him on TV occasionally, but uh, that's when I'm up early. But He's rarely a... am I up that early. I often confuse him with John Michael Housen. <laughs> right, well, they do sound similar. I mean, there definitely is a similarity to their voice. They're working a similar side of the street. 
Uh, what about um, Shane Warne on Neighbours? Now, Dave, you've done that Neighbours. last night, wasn't it? You've yeah. been on Neighbours mm. as yourself. And yeah. what I loved about your appearance on Neighbours is often your rock musician appearing <laughs> in a show will just have a couple of lines right. and bugger off. Mm. You went for like a two-parter. You were involved in intrigue. You were you were a master of disguise yourself, weren't you? Conning Toady out of money at the radio station or something? Actually, my nephew Barney came around yesterday and he was entertaining himself by insisting he watch a video of my two episodes on Neighbours and it was torture for me. To <laughs> really? I was going, Barney, turn it off. Or, you know, you're just killing me. And then later in the day, Warney showed up and... Uh, he is like a supreme method actor, I think, Tony. He, he says so much with, with a little movement here and there. It was great. Uh, have we got? I think we've got a clip of... This is how the announcement that Warney was coming to Ramsey Street was, was unveiled. It's Warney's charity. Warney? He need money? No, 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 no. It's the Shane Warne Foundation for Disabilities Kids. Such a beautiful blonde man, of course. He do good in as oh, well. Oh, thank God. When I told them your story about you coming from Russia, what a great fan you are, they suggested Warney accept the money in person. Oh, Lope, you're kidding me. Shane Warne... He's coming here to Ramsey Street. The sheik of Tweak is going to be here in Erinsborough. And you're all invited to meet him. Yes. So we must give him true blue Aussie party. Ned, you bring CDs, all Shane's favourite songs. Right. Uh, What's he into again? Well, come on. He'd be into Oz Rock from way back, wouldn't he? <laughs> they uh, they didn't get around to saying what uh, Warney's favourite songs were. They presented him with CDs later on. Yeah, yeah. Powderfinger, oh, really? Chisel, and uh, the Screaming fi- Jets, and the yeah. Final Countdown by mm. Europe. <laughs> uh, but no, I love that. The Sheik of Tweak is coming here. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I just want to book Shane Warne on this program so that I can say that on air. Mm. The Sheik of Tweak is coming here, Richard. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, actually, just go to because then. Um, the second uh, clip we've got, I think this is Warney's entrance, but have a listen to the line that precedes him. Drop your diesel and grab your shizzle, he's coming! Hey, wait a minute, cool. Mr. Shane Warne, you are one of reasons I come to this country. You are proof that someone who knows how to put the ball in the right spot can be champion. Yeah, it's Aussie dream, yeah. Thank you, Mishka. Here you go, Shane. Cheers, mate. Welcome to Aerosborough, mate. Cheers. Cheers is pretty much all he said. That was great, yeah. When they brought in their Channel 9 cricket thing <laughs> <right>. first, <laughs> they had an aerial shot of the little... Uh, little uh, uh, cul-de-sac, that yeah. is, Ramsey Street, going around like they do at the Sydney Cricket Ground. <laughs> That's right. He's brought his so... own theme music with him. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Richard? Is that character meant to be Russian, the woman? Yes, yes, yes. yes. How big is cricket in Russia? Because I'm not sure if they even have a team, do they? It's it's, it's part of a storyline that has brought <laughs> uh, Mishka out to uh, Lou Carpenter's bed yeah. as mm. a male-order bride. Let's put you in your I, place, yeah, Marsley. Well, I clearly brought a knife but, to uh, a gunfight there. <laughs> at, at the end of uh, the episode, there was a lingering look between Mrs. Timmons, who is a uh, struggling but smouldering single mother of Ramsey Street with the mm. troublesome Stingray, who said, drop your dizzle and pick up your chisel <laughs> or whatever. Here's Warney. And also uh, the other struggling petty crim brother who has impregnated Sky. Oh, my God. We just haven't been keeping up, Nicky. Why haven't you been giving me notes on this? 
I love how though the, the gear changes in Neighbours are fantastic. Oh. So that we're in Warney country, mm. but have a listen to how just on the just on the bang, just like that, they can get back to normal business on Neighbours. Oh hi! Just came down the Scarlet Park, catch a bit of Warney fever. Want to come? We have a problem. Mm-hmm. Bree knows. Oh. Apparently she saw us here together yesterday, but no, it's all right, bless her heart. She stopped Zeke from walking in on us. I see. <laughs> now that's Susan and Dr. Carl, right? who uh, used to be married, but they're, they're making love in secret. But in between, after her breakup, she made it with Zeke's father, who died of cancer. Right. And he doesn't want her to make love with anybody over the corpse of his dead father. <laughs> But wow. actually, when I appeared in Neighbours, I made love with Susan. Did you? It was a lingering touch of hands, but in those days, that stood for making love in I, Neighbours. Yeah. I, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> That's fantastic. It I was mean, hot, Tony. Warney is getting involved in uh, steamy love scenes himself, isn't he? I saw the promo for tonight. He's going to have something going on with Mrs Timmons, yeah. He'll be texting somebody. He'll be texting <laughs> Mrs. Timmons. That'll turn blue. Do you think? Uh, do you think he's worried about how he's going to come across in that episode? There's only one thing that really worries me, and that's hair loss. Oh, look. <laughs> he plays a mean bass there, Warney. Uh, Dave, are you into the round style football? Soccer. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. All right. I loved it when Australia lost because it broke John Howard's heart. <laughs> Yeah. Anything could do that. He's pictured in the Adelaide Advertiser with a teddy bear today. Yeah, yeah. It looks. Uh, he's, what's he doing to that teddy bear? <laughs> sitting on his knee. I don't know. He's going to shizzle the dizzle. <laughs> that's what he's going to do. That bear is bootylicious. <laughs> Sorry, that's my favourite John Howard word I to say. I love your John Howard. It's just bootylicious. <laughs> uh, we are going to try and contact Ed Cavalier. I don't know why. Where is he now? Where is he? Is L.A. I thought he was in the uh, cabarets of Berlin. <laughs> I didn't. How'd you drag him out of those beer halls? L.A. is the home of soccer, Dave. <laughs> yeah. L.A. Yeah, the beer. He's possibly still in the beer halls. I mean, we have no proof, really, because we're just going to wherever he's mobile is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this show's got so much sizzle today. <laughs> Antique Roadshow, that's coming up soon as well. Okay. Here, get this. Get this. I think it's actually very hoity-toity. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. It's Get This on Triple M. You'll be needing to get down into the milk crate, find some of your old-style vinyl 45s. Yeah, this is great. I love this segment. <laughs> if you can remember such a thing. Mm. They're round, they're black with grooves in them. Yep. People still have them. Dave Graney's going to uh, provide an artistic appraisal. <laughs> not a financial one. It's not no. that kind of segment. No. There's it's no money in music, Tony. None at all. It's all coming up on Get This. That'd be crazy little thing called love. It's Queen. It's get this. It's Triple M. We've got Dave Graney with us. Uh, Dave, sorry to involve you in this, but we do have a commitment. Please. Yes, please. To provide accurate, up to date World Cup information mm. with the assistance of Ed Cavalier. Let me go on, like I Fister. In the sun. Let me go on. Big Yes, we're persisting with the Otto Fister update. Weeks after its relevance has long since disappeared. <laughs> Have we got Ed Cavalier there? You there, Ed? Uh, yes, hello, Tone. Hello, Dave. Hello, Richard. Hiya, Ed. Hello. Where, where have you been? What are you up to? Mate, I'm in LA. I'm in LA, home of the largest cars and smallest dogs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what are you up to? And, uh, where I, I'm actually, I'm in, uh, I think I'm in Beverly Hills. 
Uh, a friend of mine was off to see their manager, so I sort of tagged along. It's not very LA of me. Yeah, well, who was the friend, and, and you know, who did you see? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen no one in particular. Oh, no, I did see this girl doing a, um, like, a, a report from the street, like, but in, in Spanish. And she starts off, and she's kind of like, Beverly Hills, blah, 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 blah. And the guy directing her goes, all right, um, that was good, but you sound insane. So can you turn it down? <laughs> hey, d- didn't you tell me, Ed, that uh, some friend of yours was cracked onto by both yeah. of the Wilson brothers? Who? Oh, yeah. The Will- yeah uh, Owen and, and Luke Wilson. Oh, I thought you meant Brian and Dennis or something. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Carl. He's oh, all heads. Dead. They're all dead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Is that true, Ed? Streets, mm. Well, Brian Wilson's just trawling the streets, Dave. He just sort of sets up a little keyboard and tries to serenade you as you go oh, past. Good. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and are there any giant billboards of soccer players or up in L.A.? You know how they have these huge billboards? Or is that uh, somewhere else? New no, York, Oliver right? Kahn was the one that went over the, um, uh, the, one that went over the, autobahn, or the uh, autobahn in Germany. But most of the billboards here kind of relate to kind of television shows or, or like, like lose weight products. That's oh. kind of pretty much it for advertising space around here, you know? <laughs> mm. Have you been to the racetrack in L.A.? No, I flew over it and I thought, hang on a sec, that looks like a racetrack, mm. uh, which is, you know, like a kind of bit of a change from everything else, which is pretty much highway and then houses. Have you been there, Dave? I have seen many Hollywood movies set at racetracks. I think they're the oldest constructions mm. in the Los Angeles area. The Killing? Yes, yes. With uh, Well, there's that, um, there's that tour that yes. they take. Mm. There's a tour of LA you can do, and apparently at one point... The tour guide stops and goes, you know, some of these buildings are over 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, let me get this right, Ed. You flew over a sports ground. That's that's almost yeah. the brief of your no, report. No, no, I've got some World Cup news. I've got some World Cup news. They oh. have this uh, the ESPN commentators doing the soccer. Now, yeah. the thing you need to know about ESPN, the guy commentating the soccer had never seen a game of soccer before the tournament started. Never. In his life. He's Soccer. This is football yeah, we're talking football. about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, so he um, he gets here. The other day he was commentating and he goes, uh, Claude Makalele, the, uh, the French midfielder, he's a two-way expert. And the other guy chimes in and goes, actually, he's a three-way expert. Really? <laughs> what do you think of that, Tony? <laughs> Baffling. No. <laughs> Tony's well, confused. I'm confused, Ed, so all I'm going to do is play you my new theme song for your segment. Uh, I'd like to hear it. Because, you know, we're, we're persisting with this. Here we go. Yeah. Fister. Yeah. Fister. 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 That's the L.A. edition. You know what? Tone, that, that, that fills two gaps because not only is it a great new uh, like introduction for my segment, but Mr. Dob Dobolina doesn't get played nearly enough as yeah. it should. Yeah, that, was, that, <laughs> was that Crunk, Tony? It was uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, <laughs> who was a cousin oh, to Ice Cube oh. and later but, popped up on the hey, Gillers album. But there was a lot of Crunk in there. Oh. <laughs> hey, yes. hey uh, Tone, you, I went to a Crunk night in, um, oh. in, uh, in the Czech Republic. Really? What was that like? Uh, What's the quality of crunk like over there? It's pretty... I haven't seen a lot of crunk, but as I've said to you before, the best way to clear a room, any room at all, is just to get a German rap band to start crunking. But the even better way than that, the best way to clear 
any number of city blocks until our a check rap group to start croaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, you, your voice seems to be turning into a Dalek. I'm not sure what's oh, going on with the phone line, and I like the way you quickly changed the subject when I brought up the thing about the Wilson brothers. I am going to get that story out of you. Yeah, well, that person's standing right next to me, so that's why I'm not telling that story. <laughs> okay. Well, now, you are back here live in person next week, aren't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I am. I am. I'm, def- I'm back here, back in the studio, Tony, very much looking uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, and, and as I said, the World Cup can, uh, concludes on Sunday with uh, France versus your uh, France versus your Italians, a real turn-up for the book. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to cross to you for that piece of information, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you back on the show next week. See ya. Cheers. Fister. waking up the day. It's Danny California, the Chili Peppers that get this on Triple M around the nation. Myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland, Dave Graney uh, sitting in today. And Dave, I know you're a big fan of Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. So every time you come in, it's just an excuse to plug it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's on, uh, the second series is going around again on Showtime on Foxtel. And listen to the beautiful words of Leap and Larry L in the Melbourne Age yesterday. Deadwood is that rarest of all rare birds, a great television show, so much better than most television that it's scarcely recognisable as a television show at all. Call it movie quality entertainment for short, and you're halfway there. Isn't that true? Do you find yourself going to movies, coming out and going, not as good as Deadwood? <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. And, you know, there's been all this talk about, you know, television corrupting our morals and lowering standards and turkey slapping this week. (laughs) Here's the antidote. Get on to Deadwood and have Ian McShane swear at you for an hour (laughs) and feel intellectually refreshed. (laughs) And Powers Booth just look at you moodily. You are not exaggerating, Tony. (laughs) It's a great show and hopefully the third series will be on uh, soon. But for people who, like, don't have the normal... uh, Foxtel or your digital or your analogue or whatever, just have your old standard proper normal television. Yeah. 24 is on, and I'm a big fan of 24, oh. even though I notice that now they have to have plot explaining for the first 10 minutes. Is that right? The first 10 minutes is just full of torturous dialogue along the lines of, well, if we don't uh, defuse this bomb within 15 seconds, then obviously everyone's going to die because the president hasn't given the go-ahead for you to go and do that. And it's just for people who missed it last week. Yeah. Oh. Once you get through that 10 minutes, it's, you know... It's so they're losing 10 minutes of the hour. It's, it's what's happened is it wasn't rating because people were unable to work out what was going on by about hour seven. So <laughs> yeah. now they have to reestablish the entire storyline in the first 10 minutes of every episode. Right. But beyond that, it's still, you know, top quality gear. Yeah. See, on Neighbours, they get, get over that in the, in the opening credits of Neighbours. If, <laughs> if you see characters not appearing in the credits, it means <gasps> they're getting sacked. Yes. You know. It's the simple way of solving yeah. that problem. It's just like uh, they do things in the Eastern Bloc, the former Eastern Bloc, <laughs> or and China, perhaps. And on uh, 24, now, growing up in uh, Mount Gambia, Dave, did yeah. you ever have to hotwire a car? Many times, yes. Is it as simple as it looks on 24? It is quite easy, yes. So you just rip that plastic bit from underneath the steering column, and there's always two wires yeah. that aren't connected to anything. Yes. In every car, there's just these two wires that aren't connected to anything. You just touch them, and you're driving within 15 seconds. Those were the good old days, Tony, of course, with the modern four-wheel drive chariots. You know, you need a ladder to get up to the uh, <laughs> to the door to insert the uh, plastic, and then you have a plastic coat hanger in your hand. Okay. 
and you have to push the tiny emaciated blonde woman at the wheel out of the way <laughs> and her obnoxious children. <laughs> uh, let's climb the mountain. <laughs> I love that bit of music, Tony. How did you do that? That is the work of Matt Dow, who does all the production on this show. Yeah. He's the sort of Phil Spector of uh, and, and talk radio. back mountain, could you, if people aren't aware of the reference you have there, rather like you talked about 24, for the late <laughs> listeners, wh- what is the reference of talk back mountain? There was a film called yes. Brokeback Mountain, oh. Dave, which I didn't see. So right. I'm told it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Either did I. I mean, I never saw it, but that's the only classy oh. uh, Brokeback Mountain joke going around. Oh. <laughs> it's a Talkback Mountain You're thing. calling that a joke, are you, Richard? I reckon it is. But yeah, where, do these, where does this Swiss bit... Oh, they're mountains in Switzerland. Yeah. See, you've done oh. more thinking about it than any of us have. <laughs> Just for people who've come in late, Tony, I'm trying to bring them along <laughs> with us. You know. Good on you. Mm, go on. Uh, what about this, though? A 45. These I, I don't have a lot of 45s, yeah. but the ones I have are top shelf. So. I was listening to some vinyl yesterday, Tony. Really? What, what did you have on? Shostakovich, the piano concerto. <laughs> Haven't we got that coming up? <laughs> Next hour. Isn't that isn't Europe's <laughs> the final countdown? Basically, Shostakovich rejig. <laughs> uh, I've never listened to it before, but I wanted to come in today yeah. and say that on air. No one's ever said Shostakovich. <laughs> he was never in a smackdown <laughs> with it a is, little river band. I tell you, Tony, it is highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer lowfalutin oh, on this show, oh. but all right. Look at this. There's a forty-five. Here we go. That's uh, Joy Div- Terrace Apart on the Joy Division factory label. Get out the movie Twenty Four Hour Party, people. Oh. We'll explain all. That is a top bit of, and I've and Richard Marsden was quite impressed seeing that. Yeah, because it's an original uh, factory pressing. That's right. Oh, yeah, produced by Martin Hannett. Yes, never been played either. Yes. All right, never been played. Yeah. Wow. Put that back in the safe, Tony. I'm just putting <laughs> it onto Tony's DVD of number 96, I know. which he's going to take home and peruse later on. Well, that is a whole show in itself. There is yeah. a great DVD out of number mm. 96. But look at this. This is an XTC single mm. uh, called This World Over. Not necessarily a great single, but from the days yeah. when the 45 cover had... I mean, I wish people could see this oh. at home. A whole lot of postcards oh, that yes. concertina out. Oh, that's beautiful, yes. Each one has got greetings from London and there's a nuclear wasteland <laughs> and then Greetings from Tokyo, and there's oh. a nuclear wasteland. It's just the same nuclear wasteland, and then there's the red button you can push at the end. That is gratuitous, Tony. It's n- obviously n- not a very cheery uh, single. What's the message <laughs> of the song, though, Tony? <laughs> never been played. <laughs> a lot of these have never been played. Yeah. What have we got here? Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Wasn't that an unusual top ten hit? It's good, yeah, yeah. They, they were never, never allowed back into the building, were they, after that one? Stan Ridgway? Stan Ridgway, Mexican radio. I do like that one, yeah. Illegal Records. Isn't that run by Miles Copeland, uh, brother of the police drummer? I wouldn't be surprised. I I think so, yeah. Uh, And their father was a uh, high-up member of the CIA during many of their shady dealings. Probably sacked our Australian government in 1975. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we were told that was Jim Kerr from Simple Minds (laughs) by Greg Fleet the other day. Uh, I've got someone here who I think you've worked with. Here's a rare oh, yes. 45. That's Orange Juice, the band Orange, Orange Juice, Juice with like Rip that. It Up That's from the great. 1980s. There's a great book about at the moment, Rip It Up, a story of uh, alternative 80s music. Edwin Collins, who had a uh, hit with uh, Never Met a Girl Like You Before, unfortunately had a um, some sort of um, brain hemorrhage on on radio last oh. year. He's uh, recovering at the moment, I think, yeah. 
And uh, didn't you work with someone from there? Oh, yeah. Uh, David McClymont uh, played bass in, in Orange Juice, played with me, and also uh, Malcolm Ross, who played in Orange Juice, and uh, Joseph Kay and uh, Aztec Camera. Yeah, he, he played with us as well. See, we're learning. <laughs> when Dave comes in, we <laughs> actually expand our brain size. Hang on, Aztec Camera were produced by Mark Knopfler. Yes. Perhaps uh, more familiar to Triple M listeners. But, uh, uh, oh, I'm getting the hand signal like we've oh. talked too long. We have to get okay. listeners on board. Yeah, yeah Have we got time for any listeners? Yeah, we do. You know, it's amazing that you mentioned Edwin, Edwin Collins because he's coming up next. All right, play that and give us a call. Tell us what vinyl you've got in your basement. Dave Graney will provide an aesthetic appraisal. One triple three five three. Here's Edwin Collins. That's Edwin Collins, a girl like you. It's Talkback Mountain. We don't even have time for the jingle. That's how late we're running today. That's how oh, much fun we've been having. I love to... that jingle. <laughs> I'll burn you a copy of it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking old, rare vinyl, and Dave Graney is here to appraise it. Uh, who have we got on the line? Uh, Rob, are you there? Yeah. yeah uh, I'm tell here. us about your old 45. Uh, I got one. It's. it's uh, uh, Album done by Matt Taylor, Straight oh, as a Die. Oh, that's a very early Mushroom Records, isn't it? Yes. I saw them on a package tour. Mushroom used to send all their artists out to country towns playing a package show. Yeah, it was great. That's from his... Uh, that's got, like... Uh, I remember when I was young and uh, all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, it's also got it. chickens are not normal. <laughs> They're only ever bred for Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually got some very good words for that song. Yeah, yeah, he's good, Matt Taylor. Yeah, he still plays around uh, solo and with Chain. I, yeah. I, I, I know a fellow who plays with him occasionally. He says it's marvellous when Matt gets laid. <laughs> the change, the spring in his step. <laughs> and he's so much easier on the band, you know. He's... No, happy momentarily. <laughs> oh, well, there's a tip for young musos. <laughs> Moving on to who? Uh, Louise, tell us about your old 45. Uh, I have, come on, everybody, let's mouse size. Wow. <laughs> I was wondering if that has any value. Yeah. Does that sound like anything like the Chipmunks? No, or, no. Oh. It's the original Disney. Yeah. Um, right. Mouse size theme. By uh, Mickey Mouse. By or, Mickey Mouse. Really? Yeah. That um, sounds very perverse. Yeah, it always sounds better when he's being laid, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, when Minnie does the right oh, thing. Oh, Tony. <laughs> and no, do you ever put on... They don't have sex in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson occasionally visits after hours, but... Yeah, know. yeah. Foghorn Leghorn oh. drops by for some turkey slapping. He's not Disney. <laughs> I love Foghorn Leghorn when he pleasures the widow hen. Also a poor little boy. It's got Daffy Duck's version of I Want to Be Like You on it. Oh, right. that'd be great. I would keep that record forever. I That's know. brilliant. I'm going to hand it down, I think. Daffy Duck, he's always losing his beak. And he's <laughs> always exploding and then he's miraculously back together. But it helps with the weight loss and saves on the mouse size. <laughs> what about blow your beak off. What does Elma Fudd do? Uh, in that song? Hang on. He appears. Oh, he appears. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you don't think he appears? No, oh. I don't think he appears on, on the album. And Goofy or? Oh, Goofy's in. Oh, Go- good. Goofy, Mickey, Minnie, um, oh, Daffy Duck great. and whoever the girl duck was. Oh, look, oh, do we have a special guest on the line? Is that what you're telling me now, Mr. Mars? I believe we do. That Let's sounds great, that uh, album. Say hello to... Uh, who are you, sir? Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm actually a friend of Dave's and I, um, I just uh, heard the dulcet tones on the radio as I was 
coming back from my beach run, and um, I just thought uh, I might mention that I've got uh, the original record of a band called Blue Cheer. Oh. Um, and the, the album was recorded on the end of a pier, apparently, outside of San Francisco, because mm. they were the loudest band in the world. Yeah, they did uh, the Eddie Cochran tune, didn't they? They did. Summertime Blues, or... Do you recognise who we're talking to here, Dave? This is uh, this is the uh, Swami uh, Guru. Um... <laughs> it's Angry Anderson. Give him a round. <laughs> Didn't you give him a mouthful on the Brainiest Musician Show, Dave? It was very angry. Angry's uh, way with the ladies was relentless. <laughs> Some habits die hard. Oh. I just wanted to listen, Dave. I just wanted to say thanks for your letter. Oh, no worries, Angry. Oh. And um, and I'm really, really glad that you got some wear out of the jacket. And um, Angry really... gave me this this jacket. It's like a, a sharpie kind of, you know. Oh. It's like a, a sharpie general would wear it. But, <laughs> but my troops have disappeared, Angry. I, I'm walking you around. <laughs> I have no troops out there in the sharpie army anymore. No, no. Well, I think that they've, they've all gone respectable on us. But that's, yeah. that's, that's probably just as it should be. But thanks for that. And... Um, well, um, thank you. I thought you were up here, and I got very, very excited because I thought maybe possibly you get to get out and see a gig, but uh, never mind. No, I'm down in Melbourne, yeah. Angry, thanks for dropping by. Have you got anything to plug? Uh, no, not really, no. Um, uh, is there a hole in the like somewhere? Um, uh, oh, gee, I wish I hadn't said that. And uh, I've got some rather interesting movies, actually, that Mickey Mouse and Goofy and a whole lot of other people, and they certainly were made by someone that's rather avant-garde because they, they're engaged in very grown-up activities. Oh, look. Oh, dear. Yeah, and, uh, but anyway, listen, uh, I've just got to tell you, I, I wasn't aware that the show came out of Melbourne. I, uh, I have started listening to it because I find so little on radio to listen to that's any worthwhile, but um, it's really nice to know that you come out of my hometown. Oh. And uh, and good show, and it's great to hear your voice, Dave, and my best to you and the missus, and um, we'll catch up soon. All right. No worries, Angry. Thank you, Angry. And I hope he's still got the Angry Soapbox, because I spent a month trying to find that at Channel 9 and had no luck. Uh, Dave, thanks for dropping by. Thanks, Tony. It's always an education to be on Get This. <laughs> oh, it is indeed. We've learned so much today. Can you do some John Howard for us before we leave? I'm Bertie Licious. <laughs> I'm still Johnny from the block. Uh, look, we've got to thank everybody. It's the end of the week. We're, I think it's actually dark outside. That's how late we've gone. Thank you, Richard Marsland, Matt Dow. Thank you to Katie on the phones, Nikki Hamilton, our superb producer, all the knob jockeys around the network. And I think our key phrase today, we don't even have time for it. <laughs> and we'll be back on Monday.